your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. presentation with Mike and Ethan or Alf will not be seen tonight. Oh, we've had enough dabbling around in the early days of comics. Now let's get to something that might've actually happened within your lifetimes. If you're, you know, o- over 20, what we looked at this week is the last two peanut specials. Yes. We're back to peanuts because you can never have enough peanuts, right? Uh, the last two peanut specials made under Charles Schultz's supervision before he died in the year 2000. Oh, hmm. That scans. These <laughs> feel extremely 90s. Yes. Super 90s. So 90s. And I, it, yeah, it's it's weird because I, I don't usually think of peanuts as happening in a time period. You know what I mean? Yeah. They always seem kind of like weirdly timeless. So this one is like other than the the Flash Beagle, you know, this is yeah. definitely uh, this is definitely Peanuts updating for the 90s. This is yes. These were both these are both made during the last few years of Charles Schultz's life. And also neither one ever aired on television. They both went direct to video. Oh, interesting. Um well, they're not really related to any uh, holidays, so I don't no, know when you put them on TV. And um, uh, was this this was not part of like a TV special? This was not I mean, not, not part of um, a TV series. No, this isn't like the Charlie <coughs> Brown and Snoopy show. This was okay. these were made to be uh, uh, primetime television specials, but they never aired as such, apparently. So huh. perhaps because they are both exceedingly weird (laughs) yeah they're they're um they're not good (laughs) no they're not good they're not boring but they're not good either i feel like i on this show i go i i blow hot and cold on peanuts so much like some days i'm like some episodes i'm like you know i get the charm of peanuts it's this weird kind of you know existential depression that that I think speaks to people and other days I'm just like, this is just boring crap. Um, (laughs) You know, I just, I just cannot have a consistent opinion on peanuts. And I think today is going to be one of the days when I'm just like, Oh, peanuts, what a load of, what a load of garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he did pick some, you know, exceptionally strange ones for you this time. So, so which we looked at two, two specials called, uh, the 38th animated television special, which is called It Was My Best Birthday Ever, Charlie Brown. And then the 39th special, it, It's the Pied Piper, Charlie Brown. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> why were either of these made? Because 
because like you know i just it's just weird i i can't imagine like okay charles Schultz, you're charles schultz right and mm-hmm. um, or like you know if, if you make a comic and you're like you make television specials like oh the christmas one there's the halloween one you know for and then you have ones like like this one it's just like hey what if what if what if we did another thing another fucking thing where Linus falls in love with some chick and gets his heart broken. It's like, <laughs> again, you've been to this well like a million times, Charles Schultz. Get Actually, over yourself. He hasn't done it with Linus. It's usually Charlie Brown who gets his heart broken. Usually uh, Linus gets the girl. That's what happened to the last two that we looked at. Well, wasn't uh, that he gets Charlie Brown's girl? Yeah, usually, he, he I got think. to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Someday You'll Find Her, Charlie Brown, it was Linus who hit it off with the girl that Charlie Brown fell in love with that he'd seen on television, who turned out to be a blanket carrier, just like Linus. Yeah, and, I mean, that one was good, though, because Charlie Brown deserved that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the other one that Linus got the girl in, though? Happy New Year, Charlie Brown, the one where Charlie Brown invited the little red-haired girl to his, to his uh, New Year's Day party. And then he spent the whole party studying war and peace. So Linus was dancing with the little red haired girl the whole night. So both times he, he basically, he cucked Charlie Brown. Yep. He um, cucked Charlie Brown twice. So what I'm best so Char- friend. So Linus only gets the girl when it involves uh cock blocking Charlie Brown. So I'm going to assume that these Linus has a cuckold fetish, but not to be cuckolded. He is the cucker. The cu- the cuckolder, the, yeah. the cuckler. Is, is that the word he's, for it? I'm not sure. He's the the cuckler. He's like <laughs> he's like the Hamburglar. You know. Uh, um, yeah. You know what the he lives at the far end of town where the grickle grass grows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So Linus, but Linus has had his heart broken though. Uh, yes. Once by Mrs. Othmar. Um, yes. We see her again and, in this one. Yeah, and I'm sure it's probably. I feel like it has happened. Oh, what about the cancer girl? Like, yeah. that didn't work out. Um, I mean, well, I mean, she didn't die or anything. She got better. Oh, okay. But, That's good. So. Actually, maybe then it did work out. They don't really, they leave that a little ambiguous. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but the point is, this is yet another, uh, it's an, it's yet another one of the main, uh, Charlie Brown. It's like when Charlie Brown falls in love with a girl. It's yeah. the same story. It's always this story. So yeah. I'm just like, did you know, your last, you know, you're getting to her at the end. You only got a few time, one or two left in you to get out. And this is what you want to say. The same old thing. Um, it is the same old thing, yet also strangely different. It's very strange. This one, you know, I, I'm mad about this one because it had a certain promise to it, especially in the execution but you wouldn't know that to start with, because if you watch this from the beginning, you're like, okay, Linus got new rollerblades. Great. Let's spend 15 minutes on that. Oh, my God. And that was, it's weird. I was watching that. I was like, is this CG? What's going on? Because they're doing all sorts of wacky camera angles. You know, the, it's just, we're, he, we see him from below, from above. He just like the perspective shifts and everything. It's like Bill Melinda suddenly learned how to do like perspective. And he's like, I want to play around with this. Um, I'm fairly certain it was all uh, rotoscoped because uh, you, you might notice that in the, when the open ending credits start, 
before Charles Schultz is credited as producer, we get uh, we get uh, skating choreography. Lisa Schultz once again, oh. Charles Schultz's you know fail daughter, the the skater, the titular oh. girl in the red truck. Didn't she skate in the girl in the red truck? Yeah, she did. So I mean, she's God. really serious about skating. God, I mean, I guess it's nice that Charles Schultz wanted to involve his daughter, but um, yeah, we all have to suffer for it. Uh, I think we established in the girl in the red truck that acting is not her forte, uh -uh. but skating, apparently she's good at it because, yeah. uh, you know, Linus, I, Linus seems like he's good at it. And I'm assuming yeah. that this rotoscope, that means she's she can do like flips and shit, you yeah. know, on and, and those what do you call those things that they have in skate parks, you know? Oh, um, half pipes? Yeah. Yes. Um, though it is weird because it's like, you're just watching, so it's like, oh, I, I didn't know that Linus skates. I did not, that is, has that ever been established as part of his character that he likes skating? No. And the thing is, because this is called It Was My Best Birthday Ever, Charlie Brown, and the first thing you see is Linus going roller skating, I mean, I assumed that we were going to get the story of how he got these roller skates at the best birthday party ever, but they don't really come up again. Nope. It's just 15 minutes of him uh, roller skating around. Or sorry, I guess he's uh, roller blading. Blading, yes. Because yeah. it was the... Uh, actually, it wasn't even the early 90s. It was 1997. By this time, people were bored with roller blades. I, rem yeah, they you know, I remember when I was... In 1991, it was the... I was like, oh, God, I got to have my own rollerblades. I got to get some rollerblades. And I, I got some. And yeah. And yeah, I'm fat, but I was a good rollerblader. I was fast. <laughs> I uh, I could never do it. I fell down a lot. But mm. um, um, uh, I do like, though, that uh, the, this what, what do you call this music? This music that's like playing over his rollerblading. Um, it's almost a little bit disco. Yeah, it's like uh, it's very it's kind of like, um, you know, like kind of funk disco. Yeah, um, it wants to kind of crest over into kind of break dancing music, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's almost got like, I don't know. I do not know if this makes sense, but like this whole sequence, the music and just the endless like shots of him skating around. It feels like one of those educational CD-ROM games that were coming out <laughs> right, a lot back really then. Yes. <laughs> like, I feel like I should be able to click on like the background and, and cause animations to happen. Um, yeah, it's like the adventures of Willie Beamish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the, it was, the music... It was my best Fatty Bear's birthday surprise ever, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the music really puts me in, in mind of those old games, but it also feels... Yeah, the, the certain yeah. kind of synth quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was one of those games were a big deal, as I recall. This is when we were getting all those Freddy Fishes and Putt Putts. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pajama Sam and all yeah. that shit. Um, yeah, the, the, the CD-ROM era of, you know, when you could really put a lot of video onto a CD-ROM, but not a lot of gameplay for some reason. Yeah. Actually, you know what? It sounds like this sound, the music for this whole skateboarding sequence... The more I listen to it, the more I think this sounds like if if print picture, it's the late 90s. OK. OK. And you're 
you're making a side-scrolling uh, video game mm-hmm. uh, starring some sort of animal that wears sunglasses. Yes. You know? Like, I, and and it would have a, a screen where he, like, you know, the, the title screen or the insert coin screen where it's just, like, a big, like, circle, like a logo, and the animal kind of sticks his head through and gives you a thumbs up. Like, that's what I'm thinking of with this yes. music. <laughs> so it would be some sort of roller skating creature that carries a blanket. Yeah, it'd be like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, cr- not Crash Band, Gex or something, maybe, or yeah. Jazz Jackrabbit. Yeah, I don't not, remember what. Not Sonic. It wouldn't have, because, you know, as much as I'm not a big Sonic fan, he does have a, an amount of legitimate cool to him, or at least he did at the time. Everyone yeah, else was yeah. just was a pretender. Yeah, like this would be like from one of those games where they're like, they're trying to ape Sonic, like like that game where Socks the Cat is going to Washington. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this would um, be, I don't know, this would be like the never-released Millie game. Which... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, can you imagine, like, I? The, it's funny to think, oh, Bill Clinton, he's such a cool president that will make a video game about his cat, but I can't imagine them making a video game about, like, George Bush's dog. People would be like, <laughs> what, the nerd president? No way. Um, What a world. 90s. <laughs> Bill Clinton was considered cool. Because yeah. he played the saxophone, and that was a cool instrument. Yeah, kind of makes you want to play saxophone. Why uh, were why were saxophones considered so cool? Because they really were, weren't they? Yeah, like, they really were. I mean, Lisa Simpson played saxophone. Shoot. Yeah, Alf played the saxophone. Yeah, but not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like a thing. Anyway, um, sorry. Uh, so, Lisa Linus is sk- rollerblading around. And I think doesn't he, he rollerblades to a birthday party? Uh, I maybe he does. Yeah, maybe he. Yeah, he rollerblades to a birthday party. Actually, I'm not sure if he even attended the birthday party. Was he there? Hang on, um, I gotta look. Yeah, was, I don't know. It's not really important whether. He okay, was yeah, there he was. Not. Yeah, he was there. He had he tied on his uh, blanket like a necktie for for the occasion, and then we get. A bunch of kids just, you know, jamming out to the music while uh, while Snoopy and Woodstock are DJing. And uh, Linus is there, and, and Charlie Brown is there, and Lucy is there, and Sally is there. And then Sally comes home, and Charlie Brown is there waiting for her and says, how was the party? Wait, Wait they didn't invite... What? <laughs> they didn't invite Charlie Brown? No, he was there. Oh, he was? Wait, what? Yeah, he was there. Oh, my there. God. Oh my god! Either that or some <laughs> other kid was cosplaying as Charlie Brown for the party. Wow! What a uh... <sighs> okay. Good, good job, Charles Schultz. I hope someone was fired over that blunder. <laughs> um, I do like this party though, because again, it's a very '90s party. Um, we will just you know, stand around and dance. It's like where because Snoopy is like he's doing a turntable with sunglasses, so you know he's cool. Um, and the music, I. <sighs> Again, I don't know how you would describe this music, Ethan, but I remember going to parties in the 90s when I was like, you know, 12 years old Um, and parties. They would just play one song on repeat. Really? Yeah. And it's uh, it's not this song, but it's but it's a song that is has a very similar vibe to this song they play in this party in Peanuts. The song I'm thinking of. Everybody dance now. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know that one? Oh my god. 
I definitely went to at least one party where they kept playing the fucking Mortal Kombat music. <laughs> Get over here! <laughs> Sub-Zero. Johnny Cage. Uh, 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 Sonya. Uh, um, other names. I can't um, remember the rest of them. Blanco. Wait, not to, that's not it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Goro, he's alive. He's what is that? Everybody dance now song. Oh, it's everybody dance now. Yeah, it's everybody dance now. Do you know the woman who actually sings "Everybody Dance Now" is one of the weather girls from uh, "It's Raining Men." I did not know that. Um, well, I'm glad she's still getting work. <laughs> um, what I like about this party is the the brief establishing shot with the stairs where it looks like a college party. Cause there's this one kid playing guitar and there's another one with like John Lennon glasses, having a beer next to him. Oh my God. You're right. It's like animal house. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, was like, I was like, Hey, what there, am I doing here? <laughs> there are, a, I gotta say, uh, there are a lot of kids at this party, a lot more than I would expect to be in, in the peanuts universe. Cause, and we don't um, learn who the actual, birthday kid is oh no. and they're and they're playing blind man's buff does anyone play that no i've never played that in my life is that i only know it from... is it blind man's buff or blind man's bluff i thought it was bluff uh, um, that's what I, I would think too but i've seen both i've only I don't know ever what the buff would be yeah <laughs> i only know it from that old book games and how to play them i've never yeah. actually played it or seen it played um, yeah much like there... pussy wants a corner Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. There's also um there's a lot of rotoscoping at this party. Like all the dances are rotoscoped, you could really tell. And in fact I man, suspect they're rotoscoped from uh Lisa Schultz herself and they just left off the roller skates. Yeah. Um it reminds me of when uh they rotoscoped that, that woman in the Garfield. You remember when it was like we she imitated how a fat person dances. <laughs> Um, so in this one, uh, it is very funny seeing like Linus do this dance that looks just like the Futterwacken from that <laughs> awful convert movie. Um, Fucking Futterwacken. <laughs> uh, I really do. I mean, and, and he Futterwacks at the end of this special, like something <laughs> yeah, awful. But uh, I, I do want to like just get a clip of Linus just doing this dance and use it as like an animated gif because I don't know. It just it it. Uh, it's so rotoscoped. It, it, yeah. I can't stop laughing about it. Um, I especially also, like the when it zooms in on him and then he crosses his arms like, yeah, boy. Yeah, <laughs> it's he's like, yeah, that's right. I'm cool. Uh, he's I'm like, we're cool. totally draculated. <laughs> um, they also uh, I, I do think it's interesting how this party random kids will have ties like Linus yeah. is wearing a tie. Donkey oh, one Kong? second. What's the wife is is hitting. Yeah, what is it? If I run the fan or the shower, or I mean the bathroom in here, would it come through? No, it's fine. Does it come through the recording? No. Still? Yeah. Not as much as your voice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love you. Sorry. What? <laughs> okay, where were we? <laughs> oh, we're we're speaking of Futterwacken. No, we we're speaking wagon, of yes. uh, these dances. Whack. Yeah. <laughs> Um, these, uh, these, these, uh, they're wearing ties. That was what I yeah, think Yeah, they're happening. wearing ties. That, especially the kids with no collar on their shirt. How is yeah. Linus wearing a tie? Is he just like, did he just tuck his blanket into his, uh, into his collar? Like he was, uh, Oliver Hardy, uh, putting a bib in his shirt. 
<laughs> I, I I assume maybe they're all just wearing clip-on ties. I mean, that I would it makes sense. It is. Um, it's it's a it's. I guess it's to show they're at a party. I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh, you know what? You know who actually has a surprisingly big role in this special? Uh, Pigpen. Yeah. Because I don't know that I've ever heard Pigpen say anything ever before. Mm. Or, um, I mean, I think the only time I've ever seen seen Pigpen in one of these animated things is the Halloween one where the ghost it's, it's all you know yeah. it's all cloudy comes up and they're like Pigpen. He's like, How do you know it's me? And mm-hmm. um, also, and as I will always, say- Pigpen speaks like he's reading his card from across the room. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so uh, like. You know, like they never, they, Pe- Peanuts is always hampered by having real children read. Yeah, I, but, I'm sorry, but it just doesn't work. You gotta, yeah, sorry, you just gotta do what Shinshan does and get grown women. Sorry. Yeah, um, and I mean, at least I'll say, the the kids they get for like Charlie Brown and Linus can occasionally emote, but like the pig pen kid is just the worst. Oh, he's <laughs> I've he's bad even by peanut standards. Oh man, I, uh, I, 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 it'd be funny if he's listening today and be like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, and I, I bet he smells as bad as Pigpen in real life too. Yeah, you know what? Why don't you get a real job, yeah. Pigpen? But <laughs> uh, he's fat too. Oh, uh, he's so stupid. He's the worst. <clears throat> anyway, um, okay, now I feel bad. <laughs> Sorry. You know what? We get. Well, yeah, Pigpen's in this. We get Shermie in this one. Yeah, Ugh. Shermie and Patty. Not the not Peppermint Patty either. The regular Patty. Yeah. The one who uh, up with my, Violet. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get like all the like the uh, the second string Peanuts characters. It feels like I guess Schultz was like trying to bring them all back for the grand finale or something. Yeah. He, so, but, yeah, maybe I wonder if he thought this was going to be his last one. I mean, he was probably in his nineties by then, so he might. I'm sure he was thinking about it. I still, yeah, that's why I'm thinking. Like, really, this is the one you want to go out on? Okay, I mean, okay, fine. You know, um, it is weird though because these specials, both of them, really, they really remind you <clears throat> how um, stylized Peanuts is. You yeah. know, because like Peanuts, you know, you don't think about it until you see them break style. That like, um, like it's, it's like a big part of peanuts is the fact that like, we very rarely see kids other than the main cast. I mm-hmm. mean, we do other than, you know, they might go to camp or something, but, uh, usually it's going to be the main cast and occasionally there'll be a few other kids, but you know, it's, it's very particular that like, you don't see a lot of other characters kind of like Ed, Ed and Eddie in that way. So in this one, when you see all these strange kids at the party, it's like, what the hell is going on? Now, Who the are place these where people? this really, you really see this is in the next special, the one after, oh, the other one. where Like, yeah, that doesn't even feel like a Peanuts special at all. Yeah, that, that, that feels like the Peanuts characters guest starring in another special. But it feels in... like the Peanuts, yeah, they went over to that, yes, Virginia, there's a Santa Claus special. <laughs> But in this one, where you really see it is during the rotoscope shots of Linus roller skating. And you can really see just how much they were struggling to fudge the anatomy to fit a Peanuts character. Because it just doesn't really work, you know, when you're tracing an actual person who is who is six heads tall and have to fit it to Linus, who is three heads tall. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's there's a little bit of a, kind of a whole movie's wobbliness going on here. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, another very home. Mo- another thing, you know, actually, they would really have benefited from some of the home movie squiggle vision, especially in this one shot that you keep seeing of what looks like as. As Linus skates away into the background, there is a frozen shot of a man in a green sweater who looks like John Arbuckle talking animatedly on his cell phone. And there's no movement. If he had just been, you know, redrawn and been jiggling a little, you would never have noticed. (laughs) Oh, I missed that guy. Yeah, they they use the same shot of Linus skating by this guy three times. <laughs> Man, I, uh, I wonder if there was like, I wonder if this was an, a special that they ran out of budget for, and they were like, "Okay, just rotoscope my daughter and fill the rest of the rest of it in with the line of skating." Well, as usual, I mean, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. That probably was another, again, another starring vehicle for his like his failed daughter. Yeah. Um, which daughter is it? Sorry, that uh, is Lisa. It? She's the one. Lisa. Yeah, she is the uh, the girl in the red truck. Okay, how many daughters did he have? I'm not sure. I think I think he might have had two. Okay, uh, let's look uh, it up. Because uh, okay. I just tried I just tried to look up, and it's like ah, here's an interview with um, his daughter uh, 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 Amy, who is apparently now a uh, Mormon. Oh wow, I think Amy um, is also the. Uh, the holder of the peanuts license and she'll basically give it to anyone. Oh my God. Good. Cool. Cool. More money for the fucking Mormon church. Cool. <laughs> Maybe they can use it to kill more gay people. Good on them. Cool. It's like, they're not getting enough fucking money from Brendan Sanderson. Now they're getting the fucking peanuts money. Every time you buy a fucking Snoopy phone, that's money going into some fucking pedophile elder Mormon assholes pocket uh, I sh- oh i'm getting spicy here i shouldn't accuse the mormon elders of being pedophiles they may i don't know if they have a pedophile scandal i'm assuming they do because it's a it's a church you know it's like but maybe the catholics have a monopoly on that well you I didn't name know. a specific one so we're okay it's like yeah no i didn't mean that one i didn't mean the one you grew up with why did yeah, you yeah. hear anything about him yeah, I'm, I'm sure that your local Mormon uh, el- elder, I don't know what they call a, a Mormon priest, actually. I'm being very <laughs> flippant tonight. Um, but there's yeah, this your article. Your local Mormon Grand Cyclops. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, our Mormon listeners could be like, oh, I, well, I never, I never. <laughs> um, they're like, oh, good golly gosh, I'm going to like punch this guy with my choose the right ring. Um, but uh, OK, listen to uh, this. Yes. According to Amy, Charles. Her father told him the church is either true or it's a hoax. And I think it's a hoax regarding Mormonism. <laughs> wow. So why? So, uh, so I, old Charles was pretty on the ball there, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so wait, and his idiot daughter's like, nope, nope. Oh, sounds legit to me. I heard a salamander still gave him these tablets. Sounds right. Um, uh, man. Man, the headline here, LDS daughter of Peanuts creator Charles Schultz talks about family's father's commitment to family wholesome entertainment. Wow. 
Also from Wikipedia, from the late 1980s, Schultz said in interviews that some people had described him as a secular humanist, but he did not know one way or the other. Quote, I do not go to church anymore. I guess you might say I've come around to secular humanism, an obligation I believe all humans have to others and to the world we live in. Interesting. Wasn't he a pastor in his youth, like a lay pastor? Something to that effect. Uh, he, Yeah, he was. Uh, he taught Sunday school at a Methodist church. But, Interesting. Uh, yeah, so he... And, you know, of course, this is the man who, you know, fought with all his might to uh, include actual scripture in the Charlie Brown Christmas special. So there's some there's a lot of interesting evolution going on. Mr. Schultz's uh, part. That is fascinating. He's um, uh, he seems to have made the opposite. Uh, he's, he's the opposite trajectory to the BC guy. <laughs> yeah, though, I, I don't know. Even from hearing, even in his young life, I don't know how dogmatic he was, you know. I don't know. Um, I've, I've, I heard somebody describe him as somebody who really enjoyed a very open-minded religious argument. Hmm, interesting. I mean, that kind of scans because the fact that Peanuts, it is so um, uh, open about issues of angst and depression and like, you know, f you know being just you know, an uncertainty, you know, it, yeah. it does not seem like a man who, is, it does not seem like it was made by a man who is extremely dogmatic about religion. It seems like a man who is kind of more thoughtful and uh, maybe even like, you know, struggling with things as we all do. Yeah. Um, uh, so that is, it is an interesting trajectory that ultimately it sounds like he kind of came to the conclusion that like, maybe, maybe he, uh, maybe it's not for him. Um, though this article says, yeah, it's like, oh, it was, uh, it was Amy's parents influence to prepare Johnson to later join the church of latter Je church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's, that's what happens. That's what happens when you do, when you are too clean living, your yep. kids become Mormons. <laughs> See, luckily when I was a kid, my parents swore they used bad words. So I knew that I didn't have to be a Mormon when I grew up. Um, I don't know if that's connected. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is this is uh, this one's going places. Yeah, sure. Um, is. Anyway, um, anyway, we're gonna get canceled for uh, taking taking on the Mormon Church. So you know, <laughs> well, just remember, Mormons, we're Scientologists. Oh yeah, Th you know they told us to say it. So you know, yeah, talk yeah. to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I, it's not my fault. It's all these Thetans in my head. Whew, I need to get clear, you know, got to got to put a colander on and like start to jiggle the little dial so that all the Xenu and his uh, is can get his influence out. Anyway, this is what let's go. Scientologists actually believe. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go join the Sea Org. I hear they're tops. <laughs> Anyway, as we were talking about the bestest birthday every every day, Charlie Brown. Okay, so seven minutes into this cartoon, after Linus attends a birthday party, you know, which he rollerblades to, and then rollerblades back from, although he's going the same direction on the same roads. Mm -hmm. That that's when that's when the actual story starts, as Linus passing through a neighborhood, which I guess is his own neighborhood. He suddenly hears a gorgeous soprano voice singing Italian opera, and he puts his 
rollerblades aside to investigate it in his socks. This this is where it started to show some real promise for me, because I was like, God, this the be the beautiful artwork of the flower garden that he's walking through and just his, you know, his, the vulnerability of doing it in socks and the mystery of where this voice is coming from. I don't know about you, but it made me think of something like, I don't know, house or something. Yeah, this um, it, it does get kind of a little. I kind of thought a little eerie. Yeah, it's a little eerie. And I actually thought we might be getting kind of almost like uh, there might be a supernatural thing in this. Yeah, because because it feels like this is what happens when you see a ghost. Yeah. And he meets this girl, Mimi. And she starts talking about like all the flowers in the garden. And she's like, you know, she's uh, she's she's growing like, you know, like nightshade and monk's hood and foxglove. And it's like, are you you're you're growing all the hallucinogenic witch crops. OK, what's going on here? <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, my grandmother takes like uh, digitalis. It's like, what? What? Um. So what she's actually referring to is like, because uh, I looked it up, and and foxglove is actually you was used uh, for uh, for heart medication because you could use it to regulate your your heartbeat. Um, I didn't. They don't do that anymore. No. Because my understanding is it's kind of dangerous. Uh, digitalis can really fuck you up if you don't know what you're doing. So the idea that like. Um, this girl's grandmother's just growing her own digitalis and like self-medicating. It's like, Oh my God, how, <laughs> how are you not like killing yourself with like, you know, lung paralysis. Um, <laughs> but uh, combined with some, with uh, the way that she mesmerizes Linus, I actually did think, okay, is she supposed to be like casting a spell on him? Is she a witch? <laughs> What's going on? Is she going to take her to take him to her gingerbread house? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that is a thing. Like, then Linus starts hearing her voice everywhere, you know. Not only that, did you notice what a long walk it was down that road to her house and how it seems to take him down other streets? And mm. almost, I thought he was going back in time. I thought it was going to turn out that this girl died in 1910 or something. Yeah. Oh, you know what? There is definitely a lot of... There's... Hmm. You know what? There's definitely some things about this that almost lend itself to that reading. Because nobody else ever sees her other than Linus, right? Yeah. Do I think they might hear her at the end, but it might just be him hearing her. Yeah. Because I know, like, he, he basically, he invites her to his birthday party. Mm -hmm. And, um... She she doesn't show up and he's all upset and everyone is doing that usual thing where they're like, Linus, I, your, your girlfriend's not showing up. Then he hears her and he runs out to see her. She gives him a rose and then drives off. Right. Because she's in a car. Yeah. And did you see what kind of car she was in? That was yeah, not that's like a, a 1997 car. That was like a Model T. Yeah. So, so there's something weird going on with this girl and they don't tell us what. I mean, she's even dressed in that scene like Freesha's from 1910. She's got one of those old timey like hats, you know, like an Easter bonnet or something. Um, it's it's really I didn't think about it until you mentioned it now. But like even after that, like 
Charlie Brown says to Linus, I'm sorry, I didn't get to meet your friend. And it's like, well, Linus went outside and she was right there in the car. So did you're acting like you didn't see her, you know, when she was right there. So it really does feel like you're right. Like she is supposed to be like a ghost or something, but it, uh, it is never elaborated on or, or even it's, it's not even really hinted at. It's just that these very oblique kind of clues. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure what's going on here. It's very strange. It's, it's kind of fascinating, honestly. And I, and it's what makes me so angry that they could have done. It seems like they could have done so much more with this one, but instead half of it is Linus warblading <laughs> and most of the other half is shopping for Linus's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I just, not to derail, yeah. but getting back to his daughter, I just I just found on Wikipedia, it is Amy who is the, the roller skater. Yes. So, which also apparently was rotoscope for not just this one and not just the girl in the red truck, but also she's a good skate, Charlie Brown. Oh, of course. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so that's so the it is Amy Schultz trilogy. Yes. Um, so that's that's Amy Schultz. Um you know, you All have right. to hand it to Charles Schultz for, you know, being part of the take an interest in your child's interests kind of things. Yeah. Uh, good for him. You know, um, anyway. Uh, I also uh, brought so, a grocery flyer so we can compare the prices at the grocery store in 1997 to today's. Oh, so how is, is it more expensive today? Uh, let's see. Uh, Snoopy, the oranges that Snoopy buys are 25 cents a pound and here at at foods co on february 28th 2023 naval oranges were 99 cents a pound thanks obama yeah for real well also oh, well thanks thanks to bush too i mean he was he was part of it oh yeah thank thanks <laughs> thanks every president that we've had yeah yeah you guys all suck how about you how about you get a president that works <laughs> Oh, um, melons, 19 cents a pound. Well, I don't have melons here because it's winter, but cantaloupe is 39 cents a pound. Damn, I wouldn't pay zero cents a pound for that. <laughs> I didn't know you, you disliked cantaloupe that much. I am not a fan of cantaloupe. I can't abide cantaloupe. <laughs> I don't like uh, any fruit, so I can't point fingers there. So, Really? No fruits at all? I'm a vegetable person, but uh, yeah, I, I'll take a, a real sour green apple once in a while. But no, nah, I just don't want I don't want to eat any stone fruit. And you know, I don't like bananas. Don't don't really like oranges or, you know, you can't really eat lemons or limes. So, yeah, I just, hmm. you know, I get my uh, nutrition from the uh, vegetable department. Oh, do you is it do you like what about things that are fruit flavored? Oh, fruit flavored. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so it's more of just the, uh, the, you know, is it the mouthfeel or is it just, yeah, it's you know. the mouthfeel, it's the texture. I once mm. said that uh, eating an orange was like biting into a heart. and. Oh, interesting. Okay, <laughs> well, that's fair. Um, well, because I know you really hate pumpkins, so it sounds yes. like, though, it's, it's not just pumpkins. It actually extends outward to all fruit. Well, I don't run from the room when you cut into an orange. Oh, okay. All right. So pumpkin is the worst, but yes. if you had to eat, okay. If you had to eat a fruit, what would be the least offensive to you out of curiosity? Uh, probably a granny Smith apple or okay. I could, uh, 
what was the other thing that I tried and liked? Uh, oh, Cosmic Crisp was good. Oh, those are good, actually. Yeah, yeah. I've had those. Um, I've had some, yeah, I'm, I think I can hack apples for the most part, but I've, you know, definitely had enough Red Delicious to last me my lifetime. Oh, those suck. They're the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Red Ugh. Disgusting. Yeah, apparently I was reading that when those were first invented, they were like, people went nuts for them. They were like, this is the king of apples. Everyone is like, this is the best thing ever. But apparently they actually were good. And then we just did that usual thing. Where we're like, hey, we can sell these. So let's breed them to not, you know, to not bruise. And now they're just tasteless mush. Yeah. Um, sort of like what we did with tomatoes. Um, actually, what, what do you think of tomatoes? Because they're... Uh, generally, I'm not a big fan. I will... I don't specifically ask to leave them off my hamburger, but if I'm making one from scratch, I usually don't put one on. Mm. Well, okay. What about cucumbers? Those are technically cucumbers? fruit. Uh, I'm okay with those if they're like part of sushi. Mm, okay. What about, uh, what about pickles? Pickles? Oh, never. Really? Not, you don't like pickles? Never. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, huh. Um, but and what's funny is that I like everything else that's pickled, except for pickles. So you're okay with like pickled onions or sauerkraut or yeah, that's great. Yeah, those uh, those pink uh, pickled turnips that you get at uh, at the broilers. Set me up with those. But... Oh yeah. Well, what about okay? What about um? Do you like? I mean, the all pickles or what about? Are we talking like sweet versus sour versus dill? I guess I don't have as big a problem with a little bit of sweet relish, but mm. no, I would never, I'd never want a dill pickle. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I'm just, I, I just can't <laughs> imagine. I can't imagine not wanting a dill pickle. Well, you can you have know. mine. Okay. Well, that sounds great. We should I think I did give burgers. you my uh, pickle last time we had a sandwich together. Yeah. Well, I like that. Cause I love pickles. <laughs> I like, I like having pickles on, on anything that you could put pickles on. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, you, you know, the, you can't get the sour pickles though. Those are hard to find, you know, mm. and you can only get the dill or the sweet or bread and butter, which are kind of pointless. Anyway, uh, <laughs> th thanks for joining us for our pickle discussion. <laughs> how, do, how do you feel about Mount Olive? Um, is, is that a kind of olive or is that a, it's like a, it's a brand of pickles. <laughs> oh, okay. I actually, yeah, I'll tell you the best pickles to get. Yeah. Okay, people listening, not for you, Ethan, because you don't like pickles. So this is pointless information. So for it's you. not Vlasic. No, no, Vlasic. Now Vlasic's okay. I do like that when you, you when you uh you bite into a Vlasic, it causes a cold snap that blows away little pickles everywhere. That was a commercial <laughs> they had for a while. Um, Vlasic's fine, but the best pickles, Grillos. Oh my God, these are amazing. You get them in a big like plastic bucket and full of like. Like they're in this in the in the brine that's full of like whole bulbs of garlic and like grape leaves and like hmm. uh leaves and like whole uh, um strands and ferns of dill. Oh, they're they're amazing. They're so good. Um, uh, well, you wouldn't like them, but um, and, <laughs> and anyone who's seen the movie Barbarian, which was uh, a horror movie that just came out last year, there's a scene where the the main dude. I don't remember who the actor, but in one scene, he's wearing a hat with the, that says Grillo's Pickles on it. So when I saw that movie, I was like doing the Leonardo DiCaprio point at that. <laughs> I was like, it's Grillo's Pickles! Grillo's Pickles! That's the um, guy! It's a guy! who's like, this is Mr. Grillo! Um, but anyway, yeah, they're good pickles. They're some damn good pickles. Um, 
Anyway, but we're speaking of uh, Charles Schultz and his awful Mormon daughter. Um, So Uh, we've. Yeah, we've established that, you know, it it would make total sense if this was a story about Linus falling in love with a ghost. But I just looked back and found that the rest of the kids do react to hearing her sing. Mm. But they don't see her. Yeah. So I feel like it's I feel like it's still up in the air. Now, does this think how funny it would be if you replaced that with, you know, the birth, if you overdubbed her singing happy birthday to him from the car with, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Also, did you notice that when he left her, when he left Mimi's house, he left his blanket behind and then he had oh. it again. Huh. Well, I hope someone got fired for that blunder. Uh, I thought he was going to I thought he was going to find his blanket on her grave. Oh, shit. That would be pretty badass, actually. (laughs) It's like a vanishing hitchhiker story for Peanuts. Man, I mean, honestly, that sort of thing would kind of fit into Peanuts, you know? It does. Yeah. Like, I don't. Once in a while, things like this that are ostensibly child friendly will do something a little bit spooky, like like Garfield's Halloween adventure or uh, or don't eat the pictures. That's a good example. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like has there ever been anything supernatural in Peanuts? Um, Sometimes Snoopy can vanish, leaving nothing behind but his smile. Yeah. Um, the great pumpkin has never actually appeared on screen. So we, no. right. It's never been established that he exists. Um, so I'm trying to think, uh, the kite eating tree is more of a cryptid. So, yeah. uh, but I, yeah, I don't know that I can't think of any actual. Yeah. Times. I guess you could say that Charlie Brown himself is kind of cursed. Yeah, that's true. Um, also from the, uh, Charles Schultz, uh, Wikipedia, uh, Schultz was asked if in his final peanut strip, Charlie Brown would finally get to kick the football after so many decades. Uh, his response. Oh no, definitely not. I couldn't have Charlie Brown kick that football. That would be a terrible disservice to him after nearly half a century. But in a December, 1999 interview, holding back tears, Schultz recounted the moment when he signed his final strip saying, all of a sudden I thought, you know, that poor, poor kid, he never even got to kick the football. What a dirty trick. He never had a chance to kick the football. So even Man. he felt bad for how how he treated Charlie Brown over the years. <laughs> oh man, man. Um, yeah, I I can see, I can see it both ways. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, so uh, it's the bestest birthday ever, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Um, what. I mean, what do we think of this one? I guess uh, it's I, yeah, it's it's weirdly disappointing because there was such an opportunity to do something new and interesting with it. And, you know, I feel like they were aware of it and they had to kind of wipe it out. Yeah. Do you think that like uh, Bill Melendez was like, finally, I'm going to do something interesting. And Charles Schultz was like, nope, nope. Bill <laughs> Melendez is like, oh, motherfucker. Oh, just wait. Just wait. No. Only one more special, and then I'll be on my own. I'll be free. Yes. I can finally make it's Christmas time again, Charlie Brown. I can He'll finally so make excited. I want a dog for Christmas, Charlie Brown. 
he's like, ah, oh, then finally I can put all the ghosts in Charlie Brown that I want. And then suddenly <laughs> Char- Schultz's Mormon daughter is like, nope, nope, none of that. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, but that, then uh, there's the other one, which is, like we said, feels like feels like Charlie Brown guest starring in something else. Something yeah. That, more than anything to me, this feels like a schoolhouse rock with Charlie Brown. Yeah, it really does. Um, I mean, I was kind of like this whole like bestest birthday ever. Charlie Brown, I'm like, this one's not very good, but at least it's got like that kind of that bop and rollerblading music and watching Linus like dance is kind of funny. But like this one, this Pied Piper one, I mean, ooh, this one's pretty dire. Um, yeah. This and this one, okay. This one starts with forty-five seconds of of Snoopy playing the concertina, just standing on his doghouse playing the concertina, doing a terrible job of keeping his nose in the right position. Mm. His nose just keeps warping back and forth, and it's really weird. It, it kind of yeah. it reminds me of the opening to uh, Sven Hoek, where they have that live action guy doing playing accordion. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, watching Snoopy play uh, accordion is not nearly as entertaining as watching uh, Linus, you know, rollerblade. Yeah. I wonder who um, they uh, rotoscoped for for Snoopy playing accordion. It's probably his daughter again. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think that that when you see Linus rollerblading, it's just such a weird novelty. You're kind of like, what? It's fascinating. <laughs> Whereas this is like, yeah, I'd expect Snoopy to play a fucking accordion. He would. Yeah, eh, fucking Snoopy. I don't like Snoopy. He's <laughs> he's he's got he's ungrateful. He's an mm-hmm. ungrateful dog. I mean, everyone's mean to Charlie he's an Brown. Overly civilized, underly dogified dog. Yeah. No dogs allowed. <laughs> I just, he's a little, he's a little dick. I don't like that dog. Uh, I don't like a disrespectful dog. If Snoopy was my dog, I'd be like, yeah, get out of here. Go back you're to the my dog. puppy farm. Yeah, you're not my dog. <laughs> Let me go get a cat. You can get one of those weird looking Schultz cats, you know? Yeah. Um, Sh- Charles Schultz never saw a cat in his life. Uh, yeah, he has no idea how to draw a cat. No, I mean, no. even when there was a cat that was a regular character, he dropped it because he was like, I don't know how to draw cats. It's like, you're a cartoonist. You can learn. Yeah, it's 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 not that hard. Like, look at Hello Kitty. You look at it and you're like, that's a cat. I mean, they didn't even draw a face. It's a little girl, but yeah. Well, yeah, they didn't even draw a face on Hello Kitty. And you know what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah it's a little girl. Symbolically a cat, though. But yes, um, but uh, they just traced Miffy. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's easy. Jeez, Charles Schultz. Like, it's 50 years of uh, cartooning and a uh, billion dollars, and he couldn't be bothered to figure out how to draw a cat. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, anyway, um, uh, Snoopy is playing the... Con- this is basically just like... It's a retelling of the Pied Piper, right? Yes, it's a retelling of the Pied Piper, and it starts with... Sally demanding that Charlie Brown tell her a story and then arguing over, you know, I said I would tell you a story if you fed the dog. And then they both feed the dog and then Sally loses interest. And then Charlie Brown brings her two books and she weighs them to decide which one is the shorter one. And it's kind of funny that they have one of those uh, 
you know, super accurate uh, doctor's uh, scales in their home. Yeah, this is a this gag might have been funny if it didn't take like five minutes to play out. Yeah, because it's like literally you see the scale and like I get it. And then they have to go through the whole thing. And it's like by the time it's over, it's like, yeah, I I got it like five minutes ago. Um, But this whole intro to the main story is kind of painful because it literally is just two children who can't read their lines like arguing very slowly and Charlie Brown wants to watch the TV program about how to be a better person, but okay. Um, <laughs> and he never got to see it. And that's why he's a terrible person to this very day. Yeah. Um, but finally, like finally it is, it gets to the point where Charlie Brown is reading the story of the Pied Piper and um, yeah, this, it, like we said earlier, like how this really does not like, they really break the peanut style in this. Yeah, none um, of these characters look like Peanuts characters, except for the ones that actually come from Peanuts. Yeah, um, we get a bunch of things we usually don't see in Peanuts, one of which is like mice. And yes. it's it I wasn't I, Schultz ever drew a mouse. No, it was weird because uh, it wasn't until I saw the mice that I realized, like, wait a minute. I don't think I've ever seen an animal in Peanuts other than, uh, you know, Snoopy, dogs that look exactly like Snoopy, uh, Woodstock. Birds that look exactly like Woodstock and that one kind of weird cat. I think that's literally it. Yeah, everything else, I you know, you search for the names of animals and you get Snoopy doing an impression of them. Vulture, vulture or, or crocodile or whatever. Yeah, and... I, I cannot think of a single time that he has ever drawn a, a, an animal other than those three things. Um, and I should say, like, it's not like he even drew those three things because that weird cat looking thing wasn't in, you know, the comic strip. It was in the cartoon. So he personally didn't draw it. Um, yeah. I, I wonder how much influence he had on the character designs in those things, because I remember seeing the I don't remember the name of the villain from the Simpsons movie, but I did see a whole page of different character design you know, springboards for it that Matt Groening drew for him. So oh, interesting. You know, so he did I, have some part in it and they did. And the final version did look a little bit like one of his drawings. You know what? I think that was a huge missed opportunity though, in the Simpsons movie. Cause, uh, think about it. Um, would it not have been the perfect opportunity to bring back Hank Scorpio? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it was that, that was the intention at first. I mean, it literally was the same voice actor as Albert Brooks, mm-hmm. basically doing Hank Scorpio. And it was like, why didn't you just make it Hank Scorpio? Everybody loves Hank Scorpio. We want Hank Scorpio, you know? Um, I guess he got uh, too villainous and they made it made it hard to uh, be lovable Scorpio. I, I guess. I feel like they maybe they they but they could have rewritten it, you yeah, know, they to, you know, to be good. I mean, I'm not I'm not a fan of the Simpsons movie, I have to say. It has um, it has elements I like, but yeah, it's, you know, by that time, the Simpsons was already optional. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad, but it's like, yeah, when you compare it, to, you know, the funny thing about the Simpsons. So you watch classic Simpsons, you know, yes. like, you know, and they hold up really well. Like they are still really, really funny. Right. Um, Absolutely. 
Now, here's a weird thing that happened to me recently. I got all super high on, you know, the marijuana. And, That's not um, weird. You do it all the time. Well, yeah, that part is pretty normal, you know. So so I took got myself a ticket to the Space Jam, and I was like, you know, if you, I think I'm going to watch this classic Simpsons, right? And mm-hmm. they were not funny. It was so it, it was so weird because like I was watching these classic Simpsons and I ended up just like spending so much time. I was analyzing, dissecting the jokes. And I was just thinking like, these aren't funny. I can see these are good jokes, but they are not funny. I don't understand it. It was so weird. And then when I was sober, I was watching. I was like, no, these are very funny jokes. So apparently uh, the weed has the opposite effect on me when it comes to jokes. Like, I just don't think things are funny. Um, but I was very impressed when I watched Bart's comment. I was very impressed. Like, wow, all the small character moments uh, developing Bart are very good in this. Yes. I, you know, but um, uh, anyway, yeah, but not funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. So watch, my, my, my advice is to watch The Simpsons sober because they're funnier when you're sober. Mm hmm. What, you know, I guess, so things that aren't funny are funny when you're stoned, and things that are funny are not. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Man. So so I can see why people who hate everything would be stoned all the time. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Then everything's great. But people who <laughs> naturally find humor in everything, yeah, maybe they don't get stoned a lot. I bet Weird Al never gets stoned. He probably doesn't. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he doesn't seem like that kind of person. He didn't, He seems like... He's still the kind of guy who has ginger ale at a party. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's high on life, as they would mm-hmm. say. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, we were speaking of not. We're not speaking of the Simpsons. Sorry, we were talking about uh, our our. Uh, we were talking about the Pied. It's the Pied Piper, Charlie Brown. Yes, um, which is basically about the town where uh, Charlie Brown lives being taken over, not by rats, but by mice because uh, Sally is afraid of rats. And these are some weird looking mice. They have spherical ears. Yeah. They look kind of like, uh, you know, like Mickey Mouse has those big kind of rounded ears. Yeah. They have the ears that never change perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess because like that would be too hard to animate. They couldn't rotoscope mice for this one, so they're just doing. <laughs> well, they the... did because there's a mouse, a mouse who skates. Oh, I wonder where that came from. Yeah. Oh, God. we are specifically told these are sports mice, so they are continuously doing uh, activities where everyone else is trying to trying to do stuff. So they're square dancing on the bar and line dancing on the uh, pitcher's mound, and then they're doing motocross. And then they start uh, dancing on uh, Schroeder's piano. And Pretty much any any dumbass thing that his failed daughter wanted to do, these mice are doing. Yeah, you know? pretty much. They uh, interrupt these uh, wine moms who are playing cards and start playing basketball using their champagne flutes. And uh, and yet once again we have skating. And of course the the part that makes this more nineties than anything else is where the the mice river dance. Oh, yeah, that's not really a sport, so it's kind of out of place, but okay. Yeah, there's a lot of dancing instead of sports in this. I guess dancing is kind of a sport. It is, you know, exercise, but it's it's like, you know. And there are some forms of dance in the Olympics, right? That's true, yeah. And, you know, I mean, hey, they they do make a lot of kids do square dancing in um, gym class because of, you know, Henry Ford being an anti-Semite. Fuck Um, you, Ford. 
Yeah. Ugh. That guy sucks. I'd rather push a Chevy than drive a Ford. Yeah. That's right. Oh, wait. They, uh, Ford owns Chevy now. Fuck. Oh, really? Uh, well, I only well, I drive a Hyundai. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm driving my Hyundai to the burn ward right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That was like a, that was like a, du- a duck. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway no so, finish. What was that? What? What? Driving your Hyundai to the burn ward. You were about to explain that. Um, it was uh, my wife bought a Hyundai. Right. And uh-huh. some guy was like, oh, man, you you really got burned. You got worse than a third degree burn victim. And it was weird because we we're like, what do you mean? Hyundai is a fine car. It's It's totally fine. You know, it's it's good. It works. Yeah. It's like it's like 20 years old. It still works. Um, but uh, it was just funny because I when she, this guy said it to her, I was like, that's a terrible analogy. Burned worse than a burn victim. Yeah, that's not even witty. That's what burn <laughs> victims are. They're burned. So now every time we talk about the Hyundai, I was like, I'm going to drive it to the burn ward. Um, anyway, um, yeah, my brother has a Hyundai. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. They're good cars. Um, Ionic. Yeah. But uh, uh, these fucking sports mice are everywhere. Yeah. And they um, so they make everyone they, they get all over the place. And then a bunch of like uh, women decide to go to the mayor to complain. Yes. And and these women are vaguely, vaguely peanuts like, although I think they look a little more like they're from uh, the family circus. Yeah. Um, it's just a weird because we so rarely see adults in peanuts that. I don't yeah, there's a lot of adults in this one. There's more adults in this one than anything I've seen. I mean, have we? I know we occasionally get glimpses of adults, but I can't really remember seeing this. Any, is the first like, thing I remember seeing where there an adult is a main character. Yeah, like that's the thing is I I do remember like if you watch like Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown, we get glimpses of the Baron. We see a, a porter at one point, but like in general, we don't see. You know, and Miss Othmar has always been an offstage character. Yes. So um, I, I can't, you know, this is not <laughs> you only. Think that means that Miss Othmar looks like these weirdos from the uh, from this movie. <laughs> yes, I do. But also, <laughs> it, since these people talk, it implies that Miss Othmar actually is just a muted trumpet. Yeah. You know, I was disappointed by the part in where when Linus is still hearing Meanie's voice. I was hoping that Miss Othmar would start actually playing the the opera song that she sings. <laughs> oh man, that would be a trip. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be. So yeah, we have this weird scene where suddenly everything goes from vaguely Charles Schultz to explicitly kind of schoolhouse rock Tom Yohe style. Mm. Mm. And yeah, even the women that we just saw, their character designs completely change. Yeah. Um, it's, I feel like they're doing the flapjack thing where the different teams of animators were not really working in sync. Mm, they were just yeah. like, I oh, just do this thing. Okay. So then, so they go to the mayor and what I like about the mayor is that it's uh it's very clearly Bill Melendez himself. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it looks just like him. <laughs> I did not know. I thought he looked like the the editor from the uh, Virginia special. Uh, 
yeah, but I mean, that was 40 years previous. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. Um, well, you know, it's funny at the end then when, Char- when Charlie Brown is like, and they got rid of that dumb old mayor. It really makes you think. <laughs> um, so this is there's a thing about this. There, there are a few things that I don't like about this special. And one of the big ones is that it is uh, okay. Um, it's it's taking some of the lines are taken from the poem, the Pied Piper. Yes, but not all of them. So we get these random snatches of poetry yeah, that rhyme. Start to rhyme, and then they don't finish. Yeah, it's and it's also sometimes lines are changed to like fit the fact that like it's peanuts going on. Yes. And they're like, okay, you're, you are, there's no rhyme now. Like you're killing the rhyme, yeah. you know? And like, there once was a man from Nantucket. Isn't that right? Charlie Brown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that sort of thing. Like, remember there's a bit where like, uh, in the, in like when they're, when they're trying to like, not when they're trying to stiff the Pied Piper. Yeah. And, and in the poem, it's like, Oh, our, um, you know, our, our losses made us thrifty a thousand guilders here, take 50. And instead they're like, our losses made us thrifty uh, a year supply of dog food. Take this bone. <laughs> and it's like that, that doesn't rhyme. Why are you, why are you reminding us of the poem and making it worse? You know, cause the Pied Piper poem, you know, the, was it Robert Browning? I think did it. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, who, no. Who oh, okay. Wrote, uh, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. Let me. Uh, oh, you're right. It was Robert Ryan. Sorry. Never oh, mind. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, in either case, it's it's a pretty. It's actually a really good poem. Like it's if you read it, like it you it, the rhymes are really good. They're really clever. You know, um, and the scheme it re- the rhyme scheme really it keeps it going. So um, it's just like if you're gonna do something like but but. The Pied Piper was a pre-existing legend, so mm-hmm. you could just make a Pied Piper and not even reference the poem, which would be the smart thing to do instead of doing this half-assed approach, which, I mean, just ruins the poem and doesn't add anything to the special. So, Right. Um, also, uh, the Pied Piper is Snoopy. Yes. And Charlie Brown doesn't even refer to him as his dog or anything. He's just, you know, I know the Pied Piper. And I, I should, I want to ask, so the Pied Piper, why is he not pied? Yeah. He's (laughs) he's wearing green. That's not pied. Yeah. Um, it looks like he's, it looks like they confused Robin Hood with the Pied Piper. It really does. Uh, I mean, I mean, Charles Schultz, you know, he's 90 years old at this point. He was like, oh, the same thing. Right. All right. Um, yeah. Why were they? Uh, yeah, cho- choosing of this is the first time I think that I've ever seen a Peanuts adapt a thing. Yeah, you know? it's uh, not like yeah. It's I mean when the Muppets did it with the Christmas Carol, it was great. Peanuts really dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah. Like this is it's not good, and it's also it's a weird thing to pick when you're like let's adapt something with using Peanuts characters. Pied Piper, really? Because. The because because the story of the Pied Piper, if if y'all have read it, is not like it's like, oh, he's a guy who like kidnaps children. Uh, are you you're going to do that with the Peanuts kids? And uh, I mean, 
that would have actually been interesting, but it would have. No, they they instead do you know the obvious thing, which is to enchant the uh, evil mayor. Yeah, which once again they're making it worse. Yeah, you know, if you can't adapt this story well, just pick a different story. There's no reason to do the Pied Piper of anything, you know, because yeah, it really is just kind of uh, yeah, like oh, we're gonna bring the we're gonna kidnap the the mayor at the end and the mayor's uh, counselor councils and they just yeah and Snoopy just makes them dance out of the city they sing a weird song about like yeah what they're, is it? they're singing this like old barbershop song I mean they're all dressed like barbers so I guess that's the joke but yeah and Snoopy makes them go to this campsite and they sing and then he just dances them out of town yeah so they just lived with Snoopy forever huh that's that's your ending huh I guess so. He kept and them then, as uh, slaves. <laughs> well, and then we get back to Charlie Brown and he's like, the less, the moral is to keep your promises. Cause I guess, uh, Sally, he was mad at Sally for not doing yeah. the dog feeding thing. And, but then we look outside and find that Snoopy really has become the Pied Piper and he is controlling the other kids in the neighborhood, forcing them to dance in circles around his doghouse until they're sick. And I... <laughs> they beg for Charlie Brown to make him stop, but Charlie Brown just watches. This whole scene, I feel like it, it, it it's... um. Very much like the uh, the Snoopy Vores, uh, his family bit. Um, <laughs> this this is just kind of screaming out for a, like a Wicker Man style like uh, edit because it really does feel like the ending to some folk horror movie. <laughs> I was well, I wanted to point out that because this was the last one made during Charles Schultz's lifetime, this is the canonical ending of the uh, Peanuts universe for him. As far as he's concerned, the rest of the children, the children of Peanuts ended up under the thrall of Snoopy. <laughs> well, I think we all knew it was going to end that way eventually. Yes. <laughs> well, first, first this town, next the world. It's kind of symbolic. I mean, it's kind of apropos of the way that Snoopy kind of grew to take over, you know, the 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 um, the comic and the cartoon and the merchandising since he was just yes. so insanely popular, even though he's a little shit. Um, I I we just I feel like we've had this discussion. Where we're trying to decide who is a worst person. Was it Garfield or Snoopy? No, oh, it was definitely Snoopy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely Snoopy. <laughs> what I like, like is how Snoopy sitting on top of his doghouse being smug with all the other kids dancing around it helplessly. It makes it look like a real life, real life version of the, the Snoopy snow cone maker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Like, kind yes. Of grind me more, more ice, more syrup. <laughs> 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 well so um this one uh was gosh is there anything else about much the... to say about this one it's a good thing that we watched both of them <laughs> i'm trying to think like was there anything else about this one because the main thing that i remember being really mad about was just the fact that like they they butchered that poem so badly <laughs> well i think i think the mice are the best part of it they're cute but they, they are, are but they are definitely not Schultz type creations. I don't even know if they're uh, Melendez looking creations. They 
they tend they tend to get that Akbar and Jeff thing going on where you can see both sides of their their eyes on both sides of their noses. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a thing. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they just they do look very they're they're I think they're as close as you could probably get in the Charles Schultz style because again, since he since Peanuts is such a closed universe yeah. and we so rarely see anything beyond, you know, this core group of kids and Snoopy and Woodstock always in the same, like five or six locations, you know, and even when they're out, those, it kind of all looks very similar. So when you do anything outside of that, it, it kind of is a little jarring. Um, that, and sometimes uh, Schultz would even use that as the joke. You know, there were at least a few peanut strips that would like close on an incredibly detailed drawing of something suddenly appearing at the very end. Like, uh, like Char Charlie Brown's burned and destroyed baseball, af baseball bat after Lucy uh, tries to use her wood burning set to etch his name onto it. Or <laughs> the time when... Charlie Brown was like, Snoopy, I have some bad news. We're all out of dog food. Oh, but don't worry. I'm not going to let you starve. And Snoopy is rolling his eyes as he is handed an enormous, you know, rack of bananas. <laughs> yeah, they kind of they're like, we're going to then we're going to do the uh, Ren and Stimpy photorealistic thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and of course, uh, you know, will I see the sun or will I see a baseball? What will I see? Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. Alfred E. Newman. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, I think, um, uh, yeah. So, so that's the thing is like, you know, when you get kind of outside of the usual wheelhouse, it's kind of, it's hard to draw something that looks like it would fit into the peanuts universe because you feel like these things just do not exist in the peanuts universe, you know? Yeah. I was like, you know, when would there ever, nobody has a cat, so nobody must have mice. Yeah, I mean, there is a neighbor cat, but we never yeah. see it. You know? There's World War II, but we never, all we ever see with World War II is their incredible talent for uh, slashing holes in uh, Snoopy's doghouse from across the yard. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Charles Schultz, he, uh, he built an empire on like five kids and a dog. Yep. Sometimes that's all it takes. Apparently so. Um, well, good for him. Um, yep. So well, and uh, you too can have five kids and a dog. All you need is to learn to play the pipes. <laughs> well, no, if you do the pipe, then you'll get a mayor and a bunch of uh, barbershop guys. Oh, right. Now, well, then again, this Pied Piper, he, wait a minute. He didn't even have pipes. He was using an accordion. Oh, you're right. They didn't call him the Pied Accordion, the, the monochrome accordionist. The monocordianist. What, what are you trying to fucking pull here, Schultz? Gee, man. Yeah. It wasn't uh, the Pied Piper and it wasn't Charlie Brown either. Man, um, this is just this is the worst. What a what an inglorious end note to, uh, so, to Peanuts. Yeah. Um, so so this is this is why Schultz died. He watched this and was like, oh, coronary. <laughs> he was like time. He was like, like tears in the rain. Time to die. <laughs> the sparky went out. Oh, 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 yeah, too this soon. is um, too soon. It's only been 23 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, he's as, you know, as much shit as we heap onto Sparky, we cannot 
we cannot actually discount how important he was to the art form as we know it. So yeah, know, it still yeah. feels bad even when it feels like something he brought on himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> I guess uh, anything else that we should say about um, peanuts uh, or uh, not peanuts? The um, uh, well, about peanuts. Yeah. So right now you're right now you're on your blowing cold phase. Do, can you think of, you know, what would you want to see from Peanuts that would make you feel warmer toward it? Um, less Snoopy. Um, <laughs> let's see. Less. Um, I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like I, I'm warmer towards Peanuts when when Linus is stealing Charlie Brown's girl. I don't know. <laughs> that seems to well, be the I'm thing sure that I like. Find another episode like that. There seem to be a lot of those. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um because I like, you know, like, uh, I like the Christmas special. I like the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. I think those are both pretty solid. Um, yeah. I think they, I think both of those do a good job of kind of juxtaposing the the more depressing elements with the, just the fun elements. Um, or And of course, like, uh, it's Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is good because it's spooky. Um, yeah. Even though... Even though it's nothing so weird that there were four Christmas specials, but only one Halloween special. Yeah, it's like did, did it's like oh, it's probably because uh, uh, his Mormon daughter was probably wouldn't let him make any more. You know. <laughs> Thanks a lot, what? Amy Schultz. What? So do Mormons not celebrate any holidays? I don't think so. I don't think they celebrate Halloween. What? Well, let me see. Let's look it up. Do Mormons celebrate Halloween before I slander them even more? I like how half this podcast is always us just Googling stuff. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, the church does not dictate how Latter-day Saints should celebrate Halloween. Instead, church oh, okay. leaders lead up to each of us to seek inspiration, ponder, and decide how we should celebrate this holiday with our families. Okay. It says, Mormons really only celebrate two religious festivals, Easter and Christmas, and an additional festival is Pioneer Day on the 24th of July. This celebrates the arrival of the first Latter-day Saint pioneers in the Salt Lake Valley in 1847. God, can you believe, can you imagine if there was It's Pioneer Day, Charlie Brown? Uh, uh, we had, we used to have a Pioneer Day in this town. They, oh, really? They, yeah, but they banned it. Hmm. Because it was Mormon? Uh, no, uh, too many drunk college kids. Um, uh. it was, uh, I think it was, I don't even remember what it was about. This was before I even moved to this town. They were like, it's pioneer day. What is that? Uh, I don't know. They do a parade or some shit. And apparently, you know, college kids just got drunk and, and rowdy. So they banned it and they tried to bring it back like a couple of years ago, but two problems. One was COVID and the other one is like, oh, you're going to have a, a the bringing back a parade. Are you going to let people get drunk? No, eh, we're not going to no go. No one wants to go. Yeah, no one wants to go. It's like, I'm sorry, you're trying to bring back a drinking holiday without the drinking. It's not going to work. Sorry. This is a drinking town, you know? Um, you should do, you know, you should do more thinking and less drinking. Wait. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like uh, Councilman Les Winan said to yeah, do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, more drinking, le no, sorry, less drinking, more thinking. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, we, that's why nowadays the big holiday in this town is Drinco de Mayo. What's the difference between that and Cinco de Mayo? It's the same day. You just okay. drink more. Um, it's like, uh, Cinco de Mayo, the most racist holiday. Um, because, oh no, I'm sorry. Not that Cinco de Mayo. 
the most racist holiday here is Cesar Chavez Day. Ooh. Now, I don't know how they celebrate Cesar Chavez now in Fresno, but here in Chico, let me tell you, you go through frat row and it's like everybody's outside on their lawns playing beer pong, wearing giant sombreros and ponchos. And it's like, that is not who Cesar Chavez was. So you need and to have a less a less racist and more drinking version of Caesar Chavez Day. Yeah. And so it's funny because it's Caesar Chavez. Yeah. I mean the thing is it's like it's like, you know what, even if this this was somehow actually like a Mexican associate holiday, you probably shouldn't be dressing like that. It's yeah. probably kinda, you know, a little bit problematic. But it's especially ironic considering Caesar Chavez, he wasn't, you know, he was he was Californian. He was a Chicano, you know, Yeah. he was, he was a labor leader. He wasn't have anything to do with like, you know, they they, they think he's Pancho Villa or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, college kids, what do they know? Yes. What do they know? Nothing. That's why they went to college. Uh, that's right. I hope they learned something there. Get back to your books, kids. Yeah. Um, Hit the books and, you know, and, you know, you'll get your first real lesson at college when you try to buy those books new. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I learned that lesson. Um, <laughs> ah, that's why I didn't buy books. Yeah, you go to that's lo- why everyone just downloads them now. I yeah. hope. Yeah, you know what? Just let me, here's a little. Here's the thing for you kids. Just go to the lecture. Just go to the lecture. This, the professors never actually put anything in the books on the on the test. It's always from the lecture. Um. Anyway, um, it's the Pied Piper, Charlie Brown. It is. Yeah, he's. Yeah. <laughs> Where? <laughs> you oh, know, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I thought you were talking to me, but you were talking to Charlie Brown, weren't you? Sorry. Yeah, no. It's like, it's like, where is he? Well, you won't see him if you look for a Pied Piper. You better be looking for a monochrome accordionist. <laughs> So, which of the two specials did you think did you think was better? I I think the bestest birthday was better. It yeah. was it was just entertaining, Not great, it was, but there no. was more going on. I mean, in its weird, I was entertained in its weirdness. The Pied Piper one, I was mostly just like this. This is an inferior version of you know. It's a story that I already know, and p- putting peanuts at, it doesn't add anything. You know. Like you said earlier, when you put the Muppets on Treasure Island, like that is that you're 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 adding. That's a net game because you got Treasure Island and it's improved by the Muppets. Yeah. You know, um, you know, part of it is like because here's the thing. OK, part of the fun is if you're watching Muppets Treasure Island, you're like, oh, boy, who's going to play um, Captain uh, uh, Smollett? Who's going to play Benjamin Gunn? Right. You're, you're wondering yeah. the whole time. Right. So it's exciting to see them when they show up. And uh, in this one, it's like, well, uh, Snoopy's going to be the Pied Piper. And that's really it, you know. Uh, so there you don't get that, like, fun. I mean, part. and I would have my my first thought would have been Schroeder is the Pied Piper. I mean, that would make sense. I feel like it would be better to have uh, to adapt a story that had a whole lot of characters. Yeah, so each exactly. of the kids, you know, could play a character. Um, and instead, it's just like snoopy and just charlie brown is like his lawyer or something and it's like yeah he's just you know he's just it's like 
you know, Charlie Brown and Snoopy basically being Penn and Teller. It's like, my partner Snoopy is going to make all these mice disappear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan. Um, I feel like, but you know, th- I mean, Snoopy's dressed like it. Why didn't they make it? It's Robin Hood, Charlie Brown. Then he could have well, all of the kids as the Merry Men. And yeah. you know, Lucy could be like Princess John. <laughs> yeah, that'd be perfect, actually. You know, uh, and then, yeah, exactly. You'd have uh, Snoopy as Robin Hood, probably. Yeah. Um, uh, well, you know what? And I guess who would be made Marion? Would that be Sally, I guess? Maybe Sally. Maybe it's or maybe that would be the little girl? red-haired girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess Charlie Brown would have to be Robin Hood then. Yeah. Uh, but that then actually it's fine. I think you'd have uh, Snoopy as little John doing the, yeah. the funny fighting scenes. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. And Linus and, as Friar Tuck, you know. Yeah. And now uh, I'm and now I'm out of characters from Robin Hood. Now oh, I'm just no, no. Listing listing the characters from the the Ren and Stimpy one. And it's like uh, Ransack the Elder and Elkhorn the Downtrodden. Well, you'd have, obviously, you would have Schroeder as Alan Adale. Ah, you know? right. And um, uh, you would have uh, Pigpen as Much the Miller's son. <laughs> uh, you would have, um, uh, uh, um, what other Peanuts characters do we have? Oh, um, uh, Pepper and Patty is Will Scarlet. Oh, yeah. And, oh, uh, Franklin would be the, the Moor. Oh yeah, they cool. added. I don't know his name because his name changes, but he is a. Uh, I read an interesting thing about um, Robin Hood. How ever since the Kevin Costner version, uh, subsequent versions of Robin Hood have now included a Moorish character. Hmm. Um, although the name changes since he's a very actually uh, the whole story of the Robin Hood legend is very fascinating because it has changed so much over the years. Mm-hmm. Like originally. Uh, I was reading that like the original Robin Hood legend, he doesn't rob from the rich and give to the poor or anything. He's just this asshole who goes around like, uh, you know, uh, shooting arrows. That's his whole <laughs> thing. And his whole thing. Yeah. His whole thing is like uh, fucking around with the sheriff of Nottingham. But anyone else that he goes up against hands him his ass. Like Robin <laughs> Hood is constantly losing archery contests to anyone who's not the sheriff of Nottingham. Oh, right? so it must be Charlie Brown. Yeah, it works perfectly. Um, also, here's another interesting thing. His original girlfriend was not made Marion. It was his like, a, I don't remember what. His original girlfriend friend was girlfriend. Clovinda, queen of the shepherdesses. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they added made Marion, I think, uh, like 200 years later when they started doing like plays of. Uh, but then she got added. And the whole thing about John, like him fighting Prince John wasn't added until like the Victorian era. Before huh. that, he was like just nobody knew what historical period he was supposed to be in. He was just always fighting the sheriff of Nottingham, who could be anyone. But then hmm. in the Victorians, they're like, oh, he's Prince John, Crusades, all that stuff got added. So hmm. anyway, anyway, Robin Hood, there's a lot of characters. So the various Peanuts kids could like, you know, they have a lot to play around with. Oh, and villains. Who would be the Sheriff of Nottingham? Oh, uh, um, well, if it's not Lucy, is there any, what other villain could there be? Because it can't be Lucy who's the Sheriff because, you know, Robin Hood has to be able to beat them. Oh, it's the bully from, he's a bully, Charlie Brown. The one who uh, Charlie Brown beats at marbles. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and I guess we could have a, uh, we could have a, um, oh boy. Uh, oh, you know what I feel like? You know what mm-hmm. I feel like? Mm-hmm. I don't think Sally should be made Marion. If it's not the little redhead girl, I think Marcy would be made Marion. Ooh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think, are there any other Peanuts kids or have we exhausted them all? Um, uh, I don't know. Do you have a role? Do you have a role for, uh, uh, Wait, did we choose a role for Linus? Uh, yeah, Friar Tuck. Friar Tuck. Okay, that's right. That's right. And he just wears his blanket uh, like a friar's robe. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, there you go. Man, <laughs> we're good at this. Yeah. Charles Schultz. Too bad he's not so alive. We gotta, yeah. we gotta contact his Mormon daughter and be like, yeah. Okay, first of all, do not listen to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> not because we made fun of you and your religion. Just no reason. Just, just don't listen to that. But we have this pitch for you. Um. <laughs> It's about like yeah, we want Robin Hood, um, Charlie Brown. Um, yeah, it's you know it's uh, uh, I I don't know. I was about to say when knighthood is in flower, Charlie Brown, but that's that's more like Charlie Brown Camelot, and that's something yeah. you could do too. Shit. Oh yeah, that'd be good. You could do a Charlie Brown Camelot. There's a lot of knights, you know. Yeah, um, you could uh, you could be like you know whoso pulleth out this baseball bat from this pitcher's mound. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> man, uh, who would be Merlin though? That'd probably be Linus, I guess. I was gonna say that would be Snoopy, but oh no, you're right. It would be Snoopy. That's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. There we go. God, we're so good at this. I can't believe there's so <laughs> many good ideas you could have done with peanuts, and they chose the fucking Pied Piper. <laughs> more like the pied pooper because i poop on this idea so bad yeah this is a great this is a great cartoon for snoopy to poop on yeah <laughs> snoopy more like poopy oh uh, man man uh, boy we are we are on top of the jokes that every uh preschooler makes yeah well we're really going we're really going to alienate his mormon daughter with these poop jokes so <laughs> I, I guess yeah, we're not that's gonna right get... mormons don't poop do they no they don't it's because wow. they don't drink. It's because they don't drink coffee. Oh, I did not know they drink. Yeah, they're drink not allowed coffee. to. They're not allowed to have caffeine. Oh, am I a Mormon? Uh, no. Do you not no, drink I, caffeine? I drink, I drink caffeinated soda all the time, so no, it's not that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So you, sorry, you guess. Well, you know, you, you, you could convert, I guess. I could. I yeah, did. I tell you. Did I tell you? I met some more missionaries the other day. Oh, what did they do? Well, what not the do? other day. It was a little while ago. Well, I was walking around my neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I saw these two, you know, these two Mormon missionaries. You can tell they're in suits and they were like talking at a door. And uh, they came, they finished talking to the person and they were leaving and I was walking by. And, um, you know, we, we and as I'm walking by, they said, hey, how are you? And I said, you know, fine. And they said, cool jacket. Because I was <laughs> I was wearing like this, this, um, you've probably seen, I had that shitty beat up leather jacket. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I was, okay. So to, let me set the picture. So we set the scene, right? These two clean cut Mormon missionaries. Right. And, um, you know, they're wearing their, their little ties and everything. And I was wearing this, like this, this, uh, this motorcycle jacket. And I had like, you know, a bandana on and like, you know, black t-shirt and everything. So I, I looked kind of like, you know, 
I was like, yeah, it looked like a biker or something, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but they were like, oh, cool jacket. And I was like, thanks. And they were like, what's your name? And I was like, Mike. But, you know, it was weird because as we're doing this, I'm still, we're, I'm still walking past them, right? Like I wasn't mm-hmm. stopping. I just keep going. And they just said like, and they just kept talking to me. And then they're like, don't you want to talk? And I was like, okay, I guess we're going to. Yeah, I was like, all right, I guess we're going to talk. But I was like, are you, I was, so I was just like, were you guys, what are you, are you guys like Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses? What are you? And they're like, we're, you know, LDS. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I, they're different. I think they're different religions. I don't are they? know. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they? I don't, I don't know. know one from another. I can't tell a Baptist from a Methodist. Yeah. Uh, I know they, they like coming to my door. I know that much. Both of them do. So, but anyway, these guys were Mormons. So, so. We were having this conversation. Well, I was basically saying, like, so where are you guys from? Oh, one's from Arizona. One's from Minnesota. And I was like, oh, they, th- you're not from the same place? And they're like, no, no, they pair us up. Apparently, they pair you up based on your abilities. Uh, oh. And they these guys both spoke Spanish as a second language. So that's ah. why they got paired together. And I was like, okay, that'll be very beneficial if you're proselytizing in California, you know, um, mm-hmm. because – Spanish, right? There's some, right. And, you know, I was just saying, so I was just saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, um, you know, good luck to you out here. It's, yeah, I know it's not easy, you know, going around knocking on doors and talking to people, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and, uh, and they said, so then they were saying, you know, don't you want to hear, don't you want to hear, you know, the good news? And I said, um, and I said, uh, <clears throat> uh, sir, I'd already made my choice on that. And they were like, oh, what are you? And I was like, Hacation Witchcraft. And um, they were like, oh, um, do you want to talk about that? And I was like, um, and I was like, hmm? Well, and what I said was, (laughs) I I didn't, because I knew as soon as I said it, like, well, I don't, what am I going to say, you know? It's it's not, that's not really my religion. I'm just fucking with them, right? But, (laughs) I mean, you know. Uh, I mean, I, you know what I do? I do a little bit of magic on the side with, you know, uh, with Poundy, but like, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a coherent ethos of this religion, hmm. you know? So there's not okay. much to say. I didn't know. <laughs> well, I would have you know, taken I mean, you completely at your word, honestly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, well, I mean, I should say like, I was, I wasn't being unserious because, you know, I, I do dabble in magic, but, um, I said it because I was like, I want to get out of the situation, you know, yeah. like if I was normal, I'd just be like, no, I'm not religious, you know, but I was hoping to expedite my leaving this situation by like just letting oh, but, them. Oh, they got interested. Oh, it was your opportunity to convert them. I mean, it probably was. But like, again, I was like, I really don't want to be in this situation. So I was just kind of like, I, I, I said, I, I, I'd like to, but like, I can't talk about it. Cause like I have a covenant. So, you know, sorry, <laughs> but I was like, well, you know, you guys, good luck out there, you know, and, and more power to you. And we left. And after I left, I was like, shit, you know, that was probably like the most suspicious thing I could have said, you know, like, <laughs> you have a covenant. <laughs> yeah. It makes it sound like really like real and serious, you know? <laughs> so I realized like, God, these guys are going to go back home and they're going to tell everyone that they met a real California Satanist. You know, like this is probably going to be like the highlight of their entire mission. So, <laughs> so, you know, hopefully it, it's hopefully it brightened their day a little bit. Yeah. Um, shoot. And, um, 
you know, and if they ever listen to this podcast, they'll because you know they were probably like, oh, it's a podcast about peanuts. Well, uh, Amy Schultz is a is a member, so uh, let's listen to this. And then they hear at the end, like, oh my god, that guy was just fucking with us the whole time. Oh. Um, sort of. I mean. Uh, I could have talked more, but I just would have said, like, well, it mostly involves getting high and staring at a candle. So, you know, <laughs> you, you you kids probably wouldn't be interested in that, you know. Yeah. And, you um, know, you can do that. You can still do that while being a Mormon, honestly. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, you can look at a candle. I think they're allowed to do that. I have a feeling like, you know, uh, I mean, I is... don't think getting high means you get kicked out of Mormonism, right? Uh, I feel considering they're not allowed to, like drink or have caffeine i have a feeling they probably don't like you know uh, marijuana either but hmm. well, um, what are you then if you if you're a mormon who uses marijuana uh probably you're you're a, a jack mormon a jack mormon is that a thing like a um, jackrabbit well that is what my mom calls uh she would always talk about jack catholics which are apparently extremely catholics who don't take you know, like, I guess you, that you call that a, an Easter Christmas Catholic. Oh, uh, OK. And I assume so. I assume that Jack is now just a preface that means like not particularly serious. But, you yeah, know, I what? guess they, if you were going around doing missionary work, you're probably not a Jack Catholic. Well, let me Jack look this up Mormon. because I want to make sure that I didn't just drop an awful slur. Yeah. Um, OK, so I've never heard that phrase, so I couldn't tell you. According to Wikipedia, the term Jack Mormon is a slang term originating in 19th century America. It was originally used to describe a person who was not a baptized member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but who was friendly to church members and Mormonism, sympathized with them, and or took an active interest in their belief system. So hmm. apparently it's someone who is uh, not a Mormon, but is friendly to them. So I guess if I guess if they come guess to your door... Yeah, I guess if you come, to, they come to your door and you don't spray them with a hose, you're a Jack Mormon, you know? Oh, okay. Um, that means yeah, they, they put you down as a maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's that seems like. So apparently my mom was, uh, was, was um, already uh, using, originally the term came from Jack Mormon, and apparently my mom thought it meant something with Catholic and used Jack Catholic, but, and I thought, just re i just used it to be jack mormon because i thought i was taking it from jack catholic but apparently it actually is jack mormon so isn't that wild anyway. that's language, language for right you. man you know I'm, you guys uh thanks for listening to our podcast uh, man you've you learned a lot today <laughs> <laughs> you've learned so much listening to this podcast um because because we cannot stay on topic we have yeah, not had an on-topic podcast since Marvin. You know, come back next time and hear us just you know drone off into uh, into Italian opera, and then <laughs> you'll find out that we never existed, or did we? <laughs> have some digitalis. <laughs> oh, can I have some sugar with it? Yes. <laughs> they know what